the first edition, there was one chapter called What a Plant Hears. And in What a Plant Hears, I ended it by saying quite clearly that there is absolutely no evidence plants respond to any audible signals and that maybe plants never developed that sense as opposed to what we know about plants seeing, plants smelling, plants feeling, and the other senses. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the great thing about science, though, is that it's always evolving. And in, since the book was published, all of a sudden there's been a number of new published incredibly important findings that showed that plants actually do respond to sound. And so this was so you know, groundbreaking that it had to be put in the book. I had to, 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 to fix what I'd written earlier, <laughs> but also use this as an opportunity to talk about the difference between science and pseudoscience. You know, the difference between a pseudoscientist and a scientist is, is that I, as a scientist, am always ready for new results to disprove what I've been working on beforehand. Good. And a pseudoscientist won't let facts get in the way of what they know to be true. Uh-huh. So were you surprised, uh, first of all, that uh, the, the, this is developing this whole topic of what plants know, what they hear, what they feel? It, it, it's just constantly well, well, interesting. Actually, our understanding now of what a plant hears is a direct result of the book, What a Plant Knows. And let me explain what I mean. Okay. At the time, I was a professor of plant biology at Tel Aviv University. And across the hall from me was Professor Lila Hadani. She's an ecological, mathematical, theoretical biologist. And she was reading drafts of my book. And she was the one who said, you know, Danny, you're coming to a conclusion based on lack of evidence. And maybe the reason that we think that plants don't hear is that there, no one has done the right experiments. And so we started a round of discussions trying to figure out that if plants hear, what would they be listening to? And what should we be studying? I mean, all the past works have been talking about plants' responses to classical music or rock and roll, mm-hmm. which are you know fun to think about, but actually have no ecological relevance. You know, how important was Beethoven to the evolution of a pine tree, right? Okay. Yeah. So we started thinking that if a plant hears, maybe it needs to hear uh, a pollinator. And if a pollinator is around, it would make more nectar or better nectar. Sort of like if you had a coffee house. You're not going to keep brewing coffee if no one's coming to drink it. But if you know there's people around, you'll start brewing coffee, leave, let the uh, aromas go into the air to pull people into your coffee house, right? Yes. And so that, that was the idea. And so we then, arrange, we then designed an experiment together with... Uh, Professor Yossi Ovel, who's a bat physiologist, a bat biologist, who had really exact recording and playback uh, instruments that, for his studies of bats, and Professor Yuval Sapir from the Botanical Garden, who understood plants. And we found one plant, um, the evening primrose, which grows wild in Israel on the beach. And we found that when you look at the nectar, measure the nectar in the, in the evening primrose, it can discern between the sound of the wings of a pollinating insect and a non-pollinating insect. And when a pollinating insect is around, it actually makes nectar with more sugar in it. Yeah, you know, Danny, your book was such a, a, a great, easy read, uh, especially if it's such a scientific topic, but, and it, it was very popular. And it's been like over a decade now. What, um, what is the future now? What are you going to do with this, with this topic? I mean, you're coming out with a new book in Hebrew. Is it going to come out again in, well, in, in other well, languages? The one, actually, the English version came out of several years ago, the mm-hmm. second edition. Mm-hmm. The uh, Hebrew one uh, took a while to get published. 
um, fewer readers in Hebrew, but it, you know, it's been the second edition is also out in almost all 20 languages. Um, 20 languages. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually quite, <laughs> quite surprising when I wrote this little book, uh, when, in 2012, I would have been happy if a thousand copies would have been sold. <laughs> How um, many were sold? Um, that's, you know, that's a number that no author actually gets, huh. but, um, it is, a, you know, 20 languages. I think we're, I know this. In the United States, it, 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 it's been, it's sold, for science, it's sold well. Absolutely. And, it, you know, yeah. you, you wonder, you know, a lot of books about fiction and, and history, but a science book about uh, plants, and yeah. it's just so interesting about it. And, and what do you think is the magic about that topic that makes people so interested in it? Well, I, you know, I'm holding the, the new Hebrew version in my hand, and if you look at the, the cover, it's a picture of a mix of a coral cauliflower with plant with flowers around it that are sort of in the shape of a brain with the stem coming down as the spinal cord. Mm. And this really fits into the anthropomorphizing, you know, that we see like in movies like Avatar and, and um, Little Shop of Horrors, the mm. idea that our plants actually experiencing the world. How similar are they to us? I mean, they're, they're, they're these foreign alien beings, but, you know, they actually can sense their environment in many ways and communicate with other plants and animals while they're doing this. Wait, are, and are, I they, think are they sentient? Are you saying they're sentient? I think you know, people are thinking, you know, it's a plant saying, feed me Seymour, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, like they're saying AI uh, is sentient. Is, uh, you think plants are sentient? Oh, I don't want to use the word sentient. Okay. I didn't say that they know what they're doing, mm -hmm. but they're definitely aware of their environment. Wow. Do they? Have, I don't say that a plant has a sense of self. That's a, these are the big theoretical questions, you mm -hmm. know. But a plant knows the direction and color of light, how much light is, how long the days are. They know how many minerals are in the, in the soil. They know if there are viruses or bacteria or insects attacking them. They know if the wind is blowing and their branches are, and their leaves are being shook by the wind. And they integrate all this information to yield an organism uniquely suited for that particular environment. And they can communicate this information to other plants around them. 